Life is not easy. It is not. Don't try to make it that way. Life's not fair. It never was. It isn't now, and it won't ever be. If you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. Modern Problems with Johnny Benson. The podcast starts now. Well, it's only in draft form, but the U.S. Supreme Court says it wants its ladies in the kitchen in the bedroom. The ladies say, uh-uh, not so quick. It's just you and your hand, jack off. Check it out, going out on the late night. Looking tight, feeling nice, it's a cockfight. I can tell, I just know that it's going down tonight. But you're going home alone, aren't you?
Ladies, you might want to consider it. I think Pink has a pretty good idea there. Have you ever read Aristophanes' Lysistrata? I'm referring to the ancient Greek play where women ended a devastating war by refusing to have sex with their husbands. So refuse to have sex with anyone affiliated with the U.S. Supreme Court system or the GOP. Of course, I don't think it would work now. Everyone would be using those self-service islands. Matt Gates would probably just go to the middle school and eat at the buffet. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if there was ever a time in history that we need to vote, it is now. These primaries and upcoming election in November are going to be crucial because these are state level decisions that are gonna impact our rights as women and human beings. Like we're gonna watch the fucking hands made tale play out if we don't participate, period. Fucking vote. This is groundbreaking reporting from politico.com. This is not a ruling, but it has been drafted by conservative Justice Samuel Alito, which overrules Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, clearing the way for Republican-controlled states and any future Republican-controlled Congress and White House to flat out completely ban abortion in this country, making it illegal without constraint. It would fundamentally change us. It would fundamentally change the relationship between women and the government. It would fundamentally change the future for every girl in this country. Good morning. Here's a 60 second tutorial on what bodily autonomy means. If you have a child who is, let's say, five years old, and that child is already alive, walking around in the world, but that child will die unless you give them your kidney. No one can force you to give your kidney to that child. Would many people argue that morally you should? Probably, but no one can force you. And that's because bodily autonomy says that no person can be forced to risk their own life, their own health, or give up their own body to save the life of another person. We can't even take organs from corpses unless there was prior consent for that exact reason. A fetus, even if you consider it an entire separate life, a whole baby, a fetus cannot survive without the bodily sacrifice of the mother. As such, you cannot force that mother to risk her own life, her own health, or give of her own body to save the life of that fetus, even if you morally think she should. Uh, it's unbelievable, and I will say uh, none of us know what the final opinion will be. Uh, things change, and again, this is just breaking news. Um, but I will say that I predicted this uh, in my questions of Amy Coney Barrett way back then when she would not commit that uh, Roe v. Wade was super precedent uh, to uh, the predictions after the um, court arguments that, in fact, uh, this court has been stacked and they are doing something where they are completely breaking with precedent if all of this uh, news that we're hearing is correct. And I want to talk about the result, Doc, because if this opinion is issued, it will be against the wishes of 80 percent of Americans who believe that women should have the right to make the health, their own health care system. It would trigger the laws in over 20 states that have already said uh, that they will outlaw abortion in their states. It will create a patchwork of laws across the country. And my prediction, Don, is that it will drive women to the polls and men 
anyone, that 80% of the public who believes that healthcare decisions should be made by a woman and her doctor and not by Ted Cruz. Well, you know, if, if this decision holds, it's really quite a radical decision. Um, and again, the underlying premise, and again, I've not had a chance to thoroughly go into the report, the, the decision. But it basically says all the decisions relating to your private life, who you marry, whether or not you decide to conceive a child or not, whether or not you can have an abortion, a range of other decisions, whether or not how you raise your child. What does this do? Uh, and does this mean that in Florida they can decide they're going to pass a law saying that same-sex marriage is not permissible? It's against the law in Florida? Uh, so there's a whole, it's, it's a fundamental shift in American jurisprudence. I cannot believe how incredibly angry I became when I heard the news that the Supreme Court had drafted a decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade was not the beginning of women having abortions. It was the end of women dying from having abortions. When the penalty for aborting after a rape is more severe than the penalty for the rape, that's when you know it's a war on women. And this is a very dangerous decision for the Supreme Court to be making because there are so many other liberties and rights that are hanging on the 14th Amendment. The right to buy a contraceptive. The right to gay marriage. And I don't know why people are opposed to gay marriage. If two people love each other, regardless of what gender they are, let them get married. I mean, after all, why should all the straight people have all the misery? Let them get married. Let them live in peace. Stop forcing your religion on other people. It's none of your business. That's between them and God. You would really think that the GOP wouldn't have a problem with gay people getting married. I mean, they're so against abortion. I guarantee you, a gay couple will never have an abortion. So they have common ground right there. Now, a lot of Christians are going to say that they're against abortion because the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. In fact, it's one of the Ten Commandments. So we know it's a pretty important Bible verse. Uh, it's a guideline that everyone should follow. And I agree, thou shalt not kill. No argument there. But let me try to explain this in a way that even the most devout Christian could understand. One of my favorite Bible verses is John chapter 7, verse 53 through chapter 8, verse 11. Now, this is the story where the scribes and the Pharisees brought the woman who had been caught in adultery and they drug her out into the street and took her before Jesus and said, teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. And the law of Moses says we should stone such a woman. Could you imagine that? You're walking down the street and the Lord God, your Savior, is walking beside you. And these Pharisees grab this woman who is in the very act of committing adultery, drug her out into the street, totally naked, and placed her before Jesus. 
and challenged him. They actually challenged Jesus, said, the law of Moses says that this woman should be stoned. And then Jesus kneels down and he starts writing in the dirt. And they ask him again, what say you? Should we stone this woman? And Jesus ignores them. And he continues writing in the dirt. Many scholars believe that Jesus was writing their sins in the dirt. And again, they ask, what say you? Should we stone this woman? And Jesus doesn't look up, but he answers this time. He says, those without sin, throw the first stone. Well, there's a lot of people in the Supreme Court. There's a lot of people in the Republican Party, and they all have stones in their hands. They all have a stone in their hand ready to throw. To throw at everyone that doesn't comply with their beliefs. Isn't that the whole thought of America? You know, we left England to have religious freedom. Wasn't that the purpose? For women to have freedom to do what they choose to do with their bodies. Their bodies. They don't need some 60-year-old white man telling them that, hey, you cannot have an abortion under any terms, under any circumstances. We forbid it. Who the fuck do you think you are? I dare you. This uh, overturning Roe versus Wade, I don't think it's so much seated in Bible teachings or theology, but it actually goes back to a much more diabolical concept. One formed when the KKK realized white women weren't having as many children as they used to. And if this trend continues, they're no longer going to be the white majority. That's why they want to ban abortions. These hypocrites aren't pro-life. They're pro-white. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court and the GOP, with stones in hand, drug women to the streets. And this is what it sounded like. Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And best of all, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone, I'm Johnny Benson, 
And I recently received a letter from a mom who used St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. And it says, Dear Johnny, I was already a mom of four boys when we brought Maylin Kate home in 2017. We knew we could make a difference in a child's life by adopting, and we felt compelled to do that. And what's the difference between four and five anyway? As it turns out, the difference is just added love, added joy, and a lot more glitter and tutus. Maylin is an absolute blessing to us, and so is St. Jude's, because St. Jude saved Maylin's life. We were aware Maylin had some medical needs when we adopted her, but it was a very scary surprise to learn that Maylin had Fancona anemia. Her body wasn't producing healthy bone marrow. Untreated, it could turn into leukemia. May and I spent Mother's Day in 2019 at St. Jude's, just the two of us, while she recovered from a successful bone marrow transplant. Every Mother's Day since has been an occasion for togetherness and celebration. St. Jude changed the trajectory of May's life and in turn, all our lives. I've never met a child that embraces life like our daughter does. She's just a ball of sunshine. I'm grateful we get to see her grow up. I hope St. Jude supporters like you know the enormous difference you're making in the lives of family like ours. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for your generous gifts. They're helping save lives in gratitude. Megan, St. Jude mom. You too can make a difference in a child's life that's suffering from cancer. Please consider giving to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. For $19 a month, you can make a world of difference. I refer to him as the Teflon Kid. It's time to wake up now. My heart's in overdrive. It's great to be alive. Who's Johnny? She said. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the edible to kick in. The Valkyrie moment. Baseball is back, baby. the plush anchor studios powered by spotify modern problems the podcast with johnny benson i think we pretty well covered what the general consensus is about this draft decision from the supreme court what exactly now is the gop republicans and fox news focused on now last night a shocking shocking new breach somebody likely somebody inside the court itself leaked a confidential internal draft to the press almost certainly in an effort to stir up an inappropriate pressure campaign to sway an outcome i want to talk about the leak, leak itself. itself the leak itself is that a crime the leak the leak the leak the leak the deal with the leak 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 they're outraged not about the leak they're outraged about what's in the decision now i'd just like to thank the supreme court and the gop all the republicans who just handed us the 2022 midterm elections because they pissed off 80 million people. Nice job. I would just like to know how come in the freest country on the planet that every marginalized fucking group 
has to fight for their fucking freedom in this motherfucking country. Hmm? Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. It all began before January 6th, 2021. We can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected President of the United States. He As Joe Biden's victory became apparent, the GOP hatched a criminal plot to overturn the election results. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. The plan? Disrupt the certification process, claim fraud, submit fake electors, and appoint Donald Trump president against the will of the people. There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. First, they flood the courts with frivolous lawsuits, hoping for a quid pro quo from Trump appointees. The Dominion voting systems were created in Venezuela at the direction of Hugo Chavez. They lose nearly all of the 62 cases they filed. An executive order is prepared for Donald Trump's signature to have the military seize all voting machines. He could take military capabilities and he could place them in those states and basically rerun an election in each of those states. Martial law has been instituted 64 times. Donald Trump instills lackeys in the Department of Defense and DOJ, like Cash Patel, Jeffrey Clark, and Chris Miller. President Trump is purging the top ranks of the Pentagon after firing Defense Secretary Mark Esper, replacing officials with White House loyalists for this lame duck period of his presidency. And why are they being installed after Trump's defeat? Seven states forge electoral certificates and send them to the National Archives as fake electors attempt to break into state capitals. Seven states have chosen a slate of electors for both Joe Biden and President Trump. In those states, there has been an alternate slate of electors voted upon. We can direct that the alternate slate of electors be certified. We're fixing to overturn the results of the election in multiple states. Attorney John Eastman drafts a legal blueprint detailing how Vice President Pence can evade the law and count these fake electors instead. The Department of Justice drafts letters to swing states falsely claiming that there was election fraud in an attempt to throw the real results into question. Clark reportedly drafted a letter to Georgia state legislators that incorrectly said DOJ was investigating accusations of voter fraud in the state and that Georgia officials should invalidate Biden's win. I just want to find 11,780 votes. And Republicans hit the airwaves to fire up their base and spread the big lie. And if enough object, then that state elector, those state's electors don't get counted in the final vote. There are a number of states that have come into question here. When the process is complete, there'll be electors selected. You can actually have alternate electors. You throw out the certification and let the House decide. There will be a lot of things happening between now and the 20th of January. A lot of things. President Trump's presidency. His first term's ending with action, and his second term's going to start with a bang. 
Key Trump officials meet at the Willard Hotel on January 5th to plot their takeover, as white nationalist groups like the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers stand back and stand by. We'll be inside D.C. We'll also be on the outside of D.C. armed, prepared to go in if the president calls us out. On January 6th, Donald Trump tweets out his demands that the fraudulent electors be counted, whips his army of supporters into a frenzy, and lights the match. So go home. We love you. You're very special. The coup fails. But Republicans use the chaos they created as pretext to change voting laws across the country. Republican lawmakers in at least 43 states are considering more than 250 proposed bills that would make it harder to vote. And instill partisan vote counters who promise to throw away votes they don't like in future elections. It'll be a lot sharper the next time when it comes to counting the vote. There's a famous statement, sometimes the vote counter is more important than the candidate, and we can't let that ever, ever happen again. They have to get tougher and smarter. This is a coup in plain sight. History will judge where we stand in this moment. Which side are you on? From the Plush Anchor Studios, powered by Spotify, Modern Problems, the podcast with Johnny Benson. Legend Naomi Judd died by suicide after a long time struggle with mental health. A longtime advocate for mental health awareness, Naomi Judd told people in 2016, nobody can understand unless they've been there. Naomi Judd, born January 11, 1946, Ashland, Kentucky, died April 30th, 2022, Nashville, Tennessee. We remember now, Naomi Judd.
about the good old days Sometimes it feels like This world's gone crazy Grandpa Take me back to yesterday When the line between right and wrong Didn't seem so hazy Did lovers really fall in love to stay Stand beside each other Come what may Promise really something people can't Not just something they would say Families really bow their heads to pray Daddies really never go away Oh, oh, Grandpa Tell me about the good old I'm not the trusting kind But now I'm convinced 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the podcast for this week. Until next time, keep smiling. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. When you're laughing Oh, when you're laughing The sun comes shining through But when you're crying You bring on Stop your sighing Be happy again Keep on smiling Cause when you're smiling The whole world smiles Cause when you're smiling